Hi out there. I'm Pat Pauly, and I'd like to welcome you to my show, RB Northwest. Every Tuesday at 5 p.m., we interview people from the visual arts or the performing arts. And plus, we talk about goings-on in our local Pacific Northwest art scene. And this week, we're talking with folks from the Bainbridge Island Museum of Art. And here to talk with us are Jessie Zebart. She is Cultural Programs Manager at BEMA. Emma Cantrell, Education and Programs Associate at BEMA. And Sean Baker-Gibson, Marketing Coordinator at BEMA. Welcome to the show, all of you. So happy you could take the ferry over and talk to us. Thanks, Thanks, yeah, for, thanks having for having us. us. We're so happy you were able to get here. But before we get started with the interview, let's talk about some free outdoor events going on around the sound. And one of these things is plays. Because, you know, August is the perfect month around here. As perfect as it gets weather-wise. Now, Green Stage presents free Shakespeare productions. Most of them are in August. They have a few in July, too. They have one group called Backyard Bard, and they put on either Merry Wives of Windsor, there's six August shows of those, or Measure for Measure, they have five August shows. Um, And they really do a great job, and you get to sit out on the lawn, you know, you can um, have a snack or whatever, And uh, they have The Taming of the Shrew. Uh, That's uh, another group, and they're doing that. They're doing eight shows in August. And Henry IV, Part Two. they're doing 10 August shows. So, well, where are these? Well, they're in your own local park. There are 12 different parks on the upcoming schedule, including Woodland Park, Discovery Park, Volunteer Park, Lake Burien Park, Lingen Park, Pratt Park, Lake Wilderness Park, Fall City Park, and many others. See you on the lawn at Shakespeare in the Park. Now, you got to find the schedule. Schedule information for free Shakespeare plays. No reservation needed. So you just find where it is, and you go there and have a nice spot on the lawn. And you can get more information at greenstage.org. Go to greenstage.org and see the wonderful Shakespeare plays this summer. We'll be back shortly talking about another free adventure, visiting Bainbridge Island Museum of Art. And there's no admission fee there. And it's just a short ferry ride from Seattle, which docks just a few steps from Bainbridge Island Museum of Art. So you don't have to take your car. Just walk on the ferry, and walk off and have a great time. We'll be right back with more about BEMA. Stay tuned to Artbeat Northwest on Alternative Talk 1150. Support for Artbeat Northwest with Pat Polly comes from Pratt Fine Arts Center, offering year-round classes for youth, teens, and adults. Located in the central area, Pratt is the only facility in the Northwest where absolute beginners and established professional artists work side-by-side, creating art in glass, metal, stone, and wood sculpture, jewelry and metal smithing, painting, drawing, printmaking, and mixed media. Learn more and register for classes at Pratt.org. Wondering what's on next on Alternative Talk 1150? Check out 1150kknw.com. 
Welcome back to Art B Northwest. We're here talking about the wonderful Bainbridge Island Museum of Art and uh, three wonderful people here that are very knowledgeable. But we want to, first of all, a, a lot of people really don't know that there's a Museum of Art on Bainbridge Island or anything about it. So what would you tell them to begin with? Uh, we would tell them that it's an amazing adventure and why haven't they come over yet? But uh, <laughs> we've been open since 2013. It is a brand new muse- museum. We were never in any other space. This is our first building. Uh, and we our mission is to inspire curiosity, wonder, and understanding by connecting people with the contemporary art and craft of the Puget Sound region. So basically everything we do is very localized and very important to the people that come through the door, which is a lot of locals. That sounds like a great mission Mm -hmm. that you have. How do you go about having this happen, this mission happen? In a lot of different ways. Oh, okay. Well, let's start (laughs) with exhibits. Yeah. Yeah, At the core of what we do is our exhibitions. Uh, We have multiple galleries that rotate exhibitions three times per year. Part of that is our permanent collection, which is growing slowly and steadily, uh, but it comprises artists at all stages of their careers, from really established artists in the area to up-and-coming artists. And that's also what we like to feature in our rotating exhibitions, which is really wonderful to see some folks that may mean a lot to you because you've heard their names before or people who you've never heard of and you're experiencing something new when you come through the door. So who is showing right now? Right now, if I want to go over there, what would I see? So currently we have five exhibitions, I believe that, five. One of them is a group show, actually, uh, with a whole bunch of artists from the area called Departures and Arrivals. It is an abstract show, so a lot of interpretation of different things and different ideas have been abstracted into a different way. There is also Carol Milne, Knitwit is an exhibition that we have going right now. Oh, that's class. Yes, it is a very interesting glass artist who uses wax to knit a form and then create a cast. And then from that cast, she you, she creates a glass sculpture out of it. And she has a lot of these different glass sculptures. And I think some, aren't there some paintings too that go with that exhibit? Uh, I don't believe there are any paintings in that exhibition itself, but we do have another painting exhibition on the first floor of our museum, which is uh, Joe Max Eminger, The Long Way Home. Uh, these like oversized paintings that use a lot of primary colors and a lot of repetitive forms are really emotive and interesting and kind of introspective. And so that takes care of your exhibits yes. right now. Uh, now we do have uh, our artist book collection actually, uh, which is yes, a key- I love that yes. book collection. Let's talk about that a little bit <laughs> yeah. too. Uh, The artist books actually kind of go beyond the Puget Sound region, which is interesting. It is a collection of its own, and it is international. We've had uh, folks come in from Iceland to people from our backyard, which is really wonderful. But uh, it explores the way that artist books explore the way that the format of a book can be used to tell a story artistically. So it can mean a lot of different things. It can mean a actual physical book, or it could mean something that tells a story through transformation the same way that turning a page may tell a story. And this is something you got to see. Yes. Our group <laughs> went really over and we would, we just spent so much time in that book room. Oh, yeah. Because it was just fascinating to see what people 
had done with these books. Mm-hmm. And it, you got to see it to really understand, I think, what mm-hmm. it's about. Yeah, absolutely. And there are opportunities that we have docents in that space that they can activate those books. They're usually in cases or sometimes they are out, but our docents are able to show guests how these books move and change and tell their stories in that book format. It's really fascinating. Now, talking about docents, say a group or even a single person or a family goes over, Mm -hmm. are they able to get a docent tour or will someone show them around or how does that work? Um, All of our uh, docents are volunteers, which is really amazing. And they are so knowledgeable and so passionate about what what we do at the museum. They learn directly from our chief curator, uh, Greg Robinson, and they are able to take you around. And they may not be able to speak about every single piece, but they're going to show you and give you these little tidbits of information in the museum that you wouldn't be able to get any other way. So, yeah, absolutely ask our front desk docents or the in-gallery docents for a closer look at things. Now, before we get into your programs, which I know are extensive, mm-hmm. I want to talk a little bit more about the building because I was so impressed with this building that, by the way, used to be a, a parking lot and a some <laughs> kind of recycling center. So I can just imagine it being kind of an eyesore off the ferry. And boom, there's this wonderful building. Tell us, tell the listeners a bit about the wonderful building. The building is absolutely gorgeous. Mm-hmm. One of the most interesting things about it is that it is LEED Gold certified. So it is a sustainable museum. We Part of our part of the Puget Sound region in the Northwest is that the environment means a lot to us too. So having this building that is gorgeous, that can show art in a really um, easily accessible way and doesn't create this huge footprint on our community, on our environment is so important to us. But I mean, the building is honestly a piece of art in itself, and it was designed by uh, Coates Architecture, which they're on the island as well. It is just lovely. It's just so amazing to see it there. And there's plenty of parking if you do bring your car over, right? Yes, there is parking. Highly recommend people walk over on the ferry. Uh, myself, Sean, and Emma, who's also here with me, we live in Seattle, and we walk over for work every day. But plenty of parking on site. Uh, we have We share the space in uh, the complex with a few other organizations as well as another museum. But, yeah, plenty of parking. And you were telling me that most of the people that come to the museum are not residents of the island. I suppose yeah. they all, <laughs> residents of the island have all been there. Mm-hmm. But, for you know, new people, they want to see it. And 8% are residents. Yeah. And oh, Eight- that means 92% of the people that go there are from off the island. So yeah. it's really worth going to. Yeah, it's a Such a nice that, day. Mm-hmm. You know, oh, yeah. go on the ferry and see this beautiful museum. And let's talk a little bit about the cafe that you have <laughs> there before we get started. I love that. They mm-hmm. have great food, and they also have some special programs, too. Yeah, absolutely. Our special programs try to like collaborate with the Bistro. Jesse here is one of our programmers, and I think she can speak a little bit to that. Hi. Yeah, for sure. So the, the bistros open every single day from 10 until 3 o'clock, and they serve breakfast and lunch, and then on Tuesdays they all f- also offer dinners, and sometimes for special events, our, our chef Stephanie Knutson will put together um, special programming for dinners and cook amazing food. She's She has a, a dedicated following of people who show up every week for her Tuesday night dinners, and I, I don't know, 
I love food in general, and so <laughs> I'm going to eat anything, but her food is absolutely amazing. I thought it was great when I was over mm-hmm. there just for lunch. Yeah, for sure. We have a patio that's open during the summer, too, and so a lot of people come just to be outside and enjoy some food, and we're so close to the ferry that people will either eat on their way in or eat on their way out. It's pretty awesome. And, you know, it's so impressive that your museum is open every day and your cafe is open every day when Mm -hmm. most of the museums around Seattle and Bellevue and so on, for budgeting reasons, they can't afford to stay open all those days. I mean, uh, you all are so well supported. Have you seen the foot traffic that comes off the ferry (laughs) during the summer? If we weren't open seven days a week, we would miss out on a lot of those people. Oh, okay. Well, you've thought it out. (laughs) Okay. Well, let's hear some more about the programs that you have there. Mm -hmm. Right. So this summer, um, we just finished with the Mojo Rhythm and Blues Festival. It happened a couple weeks ago, which featured rhythm and blues artists from the Puget Sound area. That wasn't intentional, but it ended up being this amazingly rich program of people that you can see and support right in Seattle. Um, We have stuff happening year-round, and it is so busy. My calendar is so full. (laughs) It's insane. But we have, in October, the Within Earshot Jazz Festival, which is part of the Earshot Jazz Festival in Seattle. So we collaborate with them to bring people to the island for a month-long celebration of jazz. Um, We have educational stuff during the day. We have films. We'll have concerts at night. One of the most important parts of my job is to find free programming, too, during the day so that I don't just have ticketed events at night, but that we're able to offer stuff free to the public during the day as well. So, so in addition is to coming, that drop-in on a drop-in basis? Right. Like if somebody's coming off the ferry, right. then they could be in some free exactly. program? Exactly. So what kind of free programs do you offer? So I would say, well, I mean, Sean can speak to the Dog Ear Festival, which yeah. is a book arts <laughs> festival that she actually helped put together this spring that featured... Why don't you just talk about it a little? It was so successful and amazing. Yeah. So going off of our artist book collection, uh, usually that collection is kind of contained to a smaller, really gorgeous room up in the upstairs of our oh, it is gorgeous. museum. Yeah. yeah. But this spring we uh, expanded it out and we had a huge exhibition that took over the entire second floor. So with that, we created a festival around the artist book collection. Oh. It was just a weekend long, everything free. We had um, paper artists and uh book artists come in and the vendors on the first floor do a sale through our museum store as well as we had a edible book competition we had it, it um, was an edible book exactly <laughs> it, can be, it was cabbage leaves <laughs> we uh, asked people to create edible creations based off of literature or books or oh, some people okay. brought in things that were shaped like books some people brought in things inspired by a pun on a title. Right, so like A Tale of Two Zedis was like ZD pasta instead of A Tale of Two Cities. <laughs> it, was, it, it was fascinating. It was so charming. It. Yeah. So wonderful. And just seeing all these community members come mm-hmm. out and uh, the museum was packed and that was back in March, but that was all free. Everything, I believe, for that was right, free. Everything. Right, everything. Yeah. So like most of our programming requires that free element just so that during the day families kids people that walk over can always drop in and then we'll have ticketed stuff at night in general for those who want to stick around and and pay for something special and every friday during the summer we have um, hands-on art making for families in the galleries and so that's for um, children of all ages along with their adults and we find lots of adults come in and do it as well so there will be a different teaching artist in the galleries every friday in july and august and then um, starting in september it'll be every saturday from 11 to 2 
Um, so you can come and see that art on the walls, um, come to a ticketed program, mm-hmm. um, or you can just come and make some art with us in the galleries. And we hire all local artists to facilitate those programs. Local artists, does that mean artists from Bainbridge? or artists? Some of our artists are from the Seattle area, <laughs> some are from the island, and others are from uh, Kitsap County. We find a lot of the um, people we partner with on education programs are actually from greater Kitsap County. Um, so we kind of stretch out to the other side of of the Puget Sound. Yep. Bainbridge, uh, Bainbridge cool. Island kind of puts us in this unique place where we have that easily accessible uh, traffic from Seattle as well as people coming in from Kitsap. So local to us, I think, really does embody that Puget Sound region that we reach all the way up north to the very tip and all the way down to Olympia with what we think of as where mm-hmm. we're pulling art and artists and and people in from. Mm -hmm. And in our field trip program, um, students are coming from as far away as Port Angeles um, because we are their their local art museum as far away as we are. So what do you have for field trips for (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. We have a really large field trip program. Yeah. So Uh, we have some really generous funding from um, a lot of our local individual donors, but as well as the Washington State Arts Commission. And so we do a a ton of programming for schools. We partner with... um, with local schools, mostly in Kitsap County, to offer field trips, uh, teacher professional developments, and artist residencies in the schools. And so that's happening um, October through May every year. How about camps for kids? Do you have any of those? Yes. Uh, yeah, we are. Uh, this is our first year of having kind of a full summer of summer camps. So we have five um, camps running this summer, and um, next week is the, the, the last week of camp. So they're just wrapping up. So um, what are some of your titles? I want to hear what yeah, you Yeah, so this week at the with. museum, um, we have Architecture 101, which is a summer camp for middle schoolers. Um, they're w- learning directly from an architect. A professional architect is teaching this class, and they're going to be um, engaged in their treehouse studio. So they're going to be um, examining a site in on Bainbridge Island where they're going to design their own treehouse for that site and then build a model. Um, so oh, it's a five-day-long camp. Oh, teenagers would I love, love that. Treehouse. A treehouse. <laughs> yeah. yeah. How appropriate. Okay. What else? And then next week, um, our summer camp is um, Build It, Things That Move. So they're going to be creating kinetic sculptures, and that's for elementary schoolers. And earlier this summer, we had a teen intensive, which was really cool. We love seeing, like Emma was saying, kids of all ages coming in and seeing teenagers who are developing a portfolio that they can use then apply to college. It was mm-hmm. wonderful to see these young artists grow and, and enjoy their time in the museum. Mm-hmm. And I, I have to say, too, that our education programs are not just for children. Mm-hmm. We also offer right. um, quite a few things for adults. So coming up um, in August, on August 17th, we have a linoleum printing workshop, which is just an introductory workshop um, for adults. And that'll be on a Saturday um, at the museum. And uh, Linda Sherman is the artist uh, who's going to be teaching that. She's a printmaker from Bremerton, and that's a partnership with the Ways Goose Festival that happens Labor Day weekend in Bremerton. Um, and then we also have year-long um, have uh, what we call creative aging programs. So thinking about um, folks with early stage memory loss and their caregivers and finding ways for them to connect through art. Um, so the two programs that do that are our program that's called Look Again, and that's every Friday, every Friday morning, or sorry, every uh, first Friday morning of each month, um, and that's in the gallery. So you're going to be looking at a work of art um, with your family member and talking about it, and it's a great opportunity for um, folks who are de- dealing with early stage memory loss to connect and um, have a really positive experience in the galleries. Well, do they do any of their own art? Because I did interview a gal from Art of Alzheimer's, Yeah, and they had a lot of Alzheimer's people uh, that were exhibiting their art. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Do you ever have any classes uh, for them that where they can do that's uh, in the works art? for us. Oh, yeah, okay. so we do offer adult program, adult workshops like the Nolan Printing one 
the linoleum printing workshop that's coming up in August. Um, and of course, anyone's welcome to register for that. But we are hoping to develop workshops specifically for uh, people with dementia and Alzheimer's soon. Yeah, so much going on out there, but it's already time for a break. We'll be back shortly for more about Bainbridge Island Museum of Art on Artbeat Northwest. From new exhibitions to community events, Bellevue Arts Museum is always new, always different, and always exciting. Featuring a school of over 400 glass fish from makers around the world. School, the Joseph Rosano Salmon Project, highlights the plight of global salmon and steelhead populations and recognizes current conservation efforts. See it at BAM from April 12th through August 11th. Get tickets and learn more at BellevueArts.org. Alternative Talk 1150, here to uplift your day. Welcome back to Art Beat Northwest. We're here talking about the wonderful Bainbridge Island Museum of Art. And Jesse has some more to talk about, about the programs there. So, yes, the program from you. Sure. So this summer was pretty busy, but this fall and winter and spring are also packed with stuff at the museum. So... The best place to find information about all of our programs is our website, which is www.biartmuseum.org. Um, you can find all of our film festivals and just everything that's coming up that way. But I guess starting in October, we have the Within Earshot Jazz Festival, which I talked about. Dia de los Muertos celebrations are coming up at the end of October, beginning of November. We have a silent film festival in November. We have holiday programs coming in December. We have Martin Luther King Jr. celebration, the Momentum New Works Festival in March. It's it's just the next six months are going to be crazy in terms of planning. You are but a continued celebration <laughs> over so there. There's so much going yeah. on. There's no reason not to come visit. There's always a reason to celebrate. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Well, one reason to go visit, you know, is I love your store over there. I went over mm-hmm. there and bought way too much. Oh, my gosh. Personally. Join but, the club. Uh, <laughs> but uh, let's talk a little bit about the store. Um so what, what I personally love about the store is I, all of my family live out of town, and so I'm constantly buying presents for them there. But it, it changes. You know, we just got some custom mugs that were made featuring different artist works who've been featured at the museum. But there, there are artists that have exhibited there who actually sell their wares at the store as well. So if you see something you love, you can actually go and generally find something by that artist. Mm-hmm. Oh, at like, the store. At the store. As well as in the so, exhibit. Right. Like Carol Milne yeah. has some pieces in the store you can actually purchase and and everything, Carol Milne has uh, sculptures in the store. She also has jewelry. We have a huge representation of jewelry mm-hmm. uh, at I all was price fascinated oh my God, with yeah. your jewelry. I bought mm-hmm. a piece there. Yeah, it's a great way to support great. local artists is by shopping in our store. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's changing all the time, so it's They do a beautiful wonderful. job. They do. Oh, I've got to ask you, can I rent this space for a big celebration Absolutely. or a wedding? Or do I have to be a member to you rent it? No, you don't have to be a member to rent it, but the whole museum is pretty much rentable. You can rent spaces in the galleries, in the auditorium, the bistro. I mean, it's it's kind of limitless, and we'll kind of try to cater to, to what you have going on, to your number of people, to the different demands. We have memorials, we have weddings, we have private parties, birthday parties, small groups, big groups, and yeah, you can find all that info on our website as well. But Does your restaurant cater these events? Um, we do. We do work out of our restaurant. We also have a couple of groups of preferred caterers if there's something specific you're looking for. Okay, so you're very versatile in what Definitely. you can do. Okay, we got to yes. plan an event there, a big party. Exactly. <laughs> be surrounded by art. Oh, yes. That'll be a great place to be. <laughs> now, since I don't have to be a member to get in free, what are the advantages of being a member? 
One of our biggest things we've heard from our members is their desire to support local artists and local art experiences for other people. So we know that philanthropic drive is really there. And we think when people come into the space, they'll see that and feel that. But also, they get discounted tickets to all these wonderful events that Jackie has planned. Discounts uh, in the bistro, discounts in the store. Absolutely. And uh, also pre-sale tickets. So the Within Earshot Jazz Festival that's coming up, they will get first chance at these festivals. We've we've done it two times, uh, two years now. And every time, all of the events sell out. So our members get first pick before it goes to the public and eventually sells out. So and we have members parties as well, mm-hmm. which are pretty awesome events to come and eat and drink and socialize and just enjoy the museum as a member and be you celebrated. First look of the exhibitions as well. Yeah. Yep. yeah. So then- you can be philanthropic and support this and get some nice benefits mm-hmm. and feel like you're really a part of the museum. Mm-hmm. You must have a lot of members. We do. We do. And uh, there are, the reason our education programs can be free, the reason that our cultural programs always have free components is because of those members and donors. Uh, people are supporting us so that arts are accessible for everyone. Oh, that is so wonderful. Mm-hmm. What a perfect way to uh, run a museum. <laughs> Tons of <laughs> we members. Think so, too. <laughs> yes. So uh, let's give the website once more. And is there anything else we want to be sure to cover about the wonderful? Bainbridge Island Museum of Art, your hours are really good every day, every day. Every day from 10 a.m. to 3 p.m. The bistro is open and the museum is open until 6. I think we're only closed two days a year, right? Yeah, we're only closed on Thanksgiving Day and Christmas Day. Very, very impressive. Any last words? Come over. We're so close to the ferry. It's so easy to walk over. You can't miss us. It's free. There's no reason not to come visit. Yes, and it's wonderful. I can vouch for that. I've been over there recently, and I loved it, too. But we're already running out of time. Thank you so much, Jesse and Emma and Sean, for sharing all your information about Bainbridge Island Museum of Art. Uh, So happy you could all come in. Thank Thank you you for having us. Yeah, this was a blast. Yes, it was great talking to you all. And it makes me want to go back. So we'll see you there see tomorrow. Oh, okay. <laughs> there you go. And it's such a wonderful time to take a ferry oh, ride. Yeah. Now, let's give the website one more time before we sign off. The Bainbridge Island Museum of Art can be found at www.biartmuseum.org. And there's a lot of their information on there about their classes and what's going on and uh, history of the museum. You can all find it there. Yeah, and we got to get over there and see those new exhibits. And be sure to listen in every Tuesday at 5 p.m. drive time for Art Beat Northwest, news and views of the local art scene. I'm your host, Pat Holly, signing off on Alternative Talk 1150. Have a great creative week and take that ferry ride. 